Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your host, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today we're sponsored by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. Use the code Maximus50 for a half-price discount on your shoes. Uh, get the Maximus shoes. I guarantee that you'll be stronger, handsome, have a better relationship with your wife or husband. Angela, I see you laughing, but this is actually backed up by numerous studies from Stanford and Harvard. The shoes make you better in all aspects of life. We'll send you some. So there's that, and then 10 thousand uh ten thousand clothing ten thousand dot cc use the code maximus 15 uh for a discount on some fine athletic wear and we are super excited to have uh i'm gonna say the best ninja on the internet uh angela gargano uh, women's health personality and and a person that I, I gotta ask you i'm just gonna abandon the intro we talked about you on a podcast the other day oh no and, way <laughs> I, I go back and forth between you're in the shoebox apartment and you're super motivating and you're, you're crushing workouts all the time. And then sometimes I see you walking on your hands upside down, trying to put your pajamas on. And, and I, I worry about you like you're going, like you're going fucking crazy. So which, which one is it? Are you killing it or losing your mind? No, I mean, I'm killing it. I absolutely, actually, what's really funny is like, that would be me with not quarantined. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so actually, I'm totally feeling fine. Honestly, I know this has been like an interesting situation for everybody, but I've honestly really been making the most of it. And on a normal, my normal life is normally mostly in my apartment. So now people just get to see it more. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, one of the things I was wondering about, you're a... I don't know what the word is, a fitness leader, a fitness influencer, um, like a, like a player in the fitness space. It seems to me that you've been doing more work than ever before during the quarantine. Has this in a weird way helped your business? Oh yeah. I mean, my business right now is thriving. And I think that's because I was doing the online stuff and I was doing what I'm doing now before this happened. So while a lot of people are trying to catch up with it, I've already been doing it. I already have everything set up. I'm already kind of, and it already was again, you know, giving all the value to people that they're looking for right now. I was already doing that. So in, for me, it wasn't such a hard transition because I was already doing it. I was only training maybe like two or three people in person and everything else was online. So I kind of lucked out in that aspect, um, in a way, honestly. And now people are coming to me and asking me for advice on how to 
you know, transition their business online. And I'm super, I want to help everybody. I think everybody can succeed in this business. So let's, let's back right up. We'll circle back to this, by the way, this is our executive producer here, Babu, Babu say hi. Hi. He's, He's being shy. Let's back up. I saw a really, I want to start from the beginning. I saw a really interesting post on your feed about how as a little girl, you used to be kind of jacked. You were given the, you were given the gift and you had a really, uh, I want to say difficult time with this initially, but you've learned to embrace it. Can we start there and then talk about how you got into the fitness industry? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in elementary school, I was made fun of all the time for my arms. I, I wouldn't say I was jacked. I just, from doing sports, I just had that natural tone in my arms. Right. And all the adults would tell me like, you know, this is, this is amazing that you have that. I wish I had arms like you, but everybody in the school would be like, you look like a man. Uh, the guys would call me Mangela. I would go home crying. I would wear a sweatshirt literally every day, sweating, like sweating my ass off, like literally dying. And my mom's like, take the sweatshirt off. It's okay. And I'm like, no, they're going to make fun of me. Like, I don't want people to see my arms and my body. So it actually was really conservative growing up with my body because of that. Like I didn't want people to see my strength. I wasn't, I wasn't so proud of it, unfortunately, because I felt like, you know, people made fun of me so much because of it. And I wish I could have told myself, you know, in the future, like that's going to be your career. Your career is going to be like about your body and showing your strength. But I feel like this, this has happened to a lot of people growing up. If you listen to a few other gymnasts and stuff like that, they were made fun of and called names and it really, you know, really, you know, set them back a lot. So if I can share that story and hopefully help somebody help a kid, who knows if we can help a kid be like, Hey, you know what? Honestly, Angela, you know, loves her muscles. I'm going to love my muscles too. I don't care what you say. If I can help a kid with that or something, it's really helpful. So yeah, um, definitely started at that. I actually, uh, I don't know if you want me to get right into like my kind of my adventure because my adventure is pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would, I would love to hear it because you're also some kind of Joe. I didn't know if you knew this. You're some kind of like rocket surgeon or something like that too. <laughs> You've got like uh, chemistry or there's some degree that you have. Biochemistry. Yeah. So crazy. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get into how all this unfolded. Super crazy. So I really wanted to uh, pursue college gymnastics. And so I searched around everywhere and I wound up going to Rhode Island college, which I absolutely loved. It was a division three school. You started every time I had an amazing team, um, just had a great community there. And I always kind of wanted to be something with fitness. I wanted to, you know, be a physical therapist or something like that, but, or I wanted to do personal training, but my, my parents always told me that wasn't a real job. And that's what a lot of parents will tell you. It's not a real job. You can't make money doing that, whatever. So I was like, all right, what's the next thing I kind of like? I'm like, I really like chemistry. I don't know. I loved chemistry. I loved doing all the formulas. I loved the math. I loved like making things. I loved, it's kind of like cooking. So I really liked throwing things together and like making all this cool stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to go for that. That seems like something great that I'm going to go for. Um, so I did college gymnastics and throughout that I did my biochemistry degree. So I would be working and training five days a week. And then I'd be in the library super late at night in my leotard, covered in chalk, like getting my stuff done. Um, so really did a lot with that started after that, I started working at Brown university. Um, and I was doing stuff for prostate cancer, um, tumors and making different you know compounds for that, which was again, really fun. But as I was in, you know, out of college, when I graduated, I was still itching. I was itching to like do fitness. I didn't really get to do as much as I wanted to in my college career because I actually wound up tearing my left ACL at some point in there. So I didn't really get, when I came back, I was 
fit, but not really where I want it to be. So I was still kind of itching for something. So searching, searching for something that I could do. What, what can I do as an adult now? Right. Cause when you get out of college athletics, I don't know if you guys were big in the college athletics, they don't really tell you that after that, there's really nothing like mm-hmm. that's it. Like it's like yeah. college athletics. And then it's like, all right guys, bye. Like they don't really prepare you for like, you're not on a team anymore. You don't have any, a coach yelling at you anymore. People think you know how to work out, but you really don't because you got your coach and now you're in a gym with all these dumbbells and you're like, what do I do with this? Like, can I flip? Like, where, what are we doing? Um, so it was very interesting to, to, to try and figure out what to do next. So I started, this is, I'm very uh, resourceful as people will call me. So I went and I talked to a bunch of different people and somehow wound up in the office of this woman, Kathy Savage, who's a fitness coach, fitness coach competitor. And I didn't really know much about the fitness competition except for people like flexing and showing all their muscles. And I'm like, I don't really know if I want to do that. I just want to like do something active. And she's like, no, there's a category where you can flip around and do a routine for three and a half minutes. So showing all your strengths and doing all this cool stuff. She's like, but you still got to throw a pair of heels on and walk after. I'm like, oh God, like I never walked in heels before. Kind of tomboy. Not really like, I'm like, ah, I don't. And same at this time too, I still wasn't really comfortable with my body never would like show a lot of skin type of thing. So I was kind of like, Oh God, I'm going to get on stage with literally like nothing on walk around and flip around. Uh, so I wound up getting into that. She sponsored me on the spot, which I don't know why she had so much faith in me. I always ask her now, she's been a great mentor of mine. Like, why did you sponsor me? She's like, cause I saw it. She's like, I saw something in you. I saw a drive and I knew you wouldn't, I knew you would do a good job. So competed. And I got so big in that industry. I wound up like winning tons of competitions. It's funny because someone, um, had seen the picture of my apartment. I have all my trophies in here. So I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to like throw them out. So oh well, like tons of trophies, I uh, was able to get my pro card in both fitness and bikini and uh, win the title Miss Fitness America. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but during that time, again, I was still doing chemistry. So while I'm doing this stuff, I'm practicing. Uh, I transitioned to working in a pharmaceutical company in mass and I was working the overnight shift. And so I'm in, I'm suited up. We had hazmat suits on. Like I literally was set, suited up from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m cranking, working on tanks. It's like a bigger scale production. And then every day at midnight, I would go for runs uh, around the campus. Cause I was like, I need to get my workout in. I need to eat healthy. I need to win these competitions. And then that whole area of people were like, Hey, you know, I see you're working out and you're doing stuff. Could we join you? Could you like help us and like kind of, you know, to t- help us in the right direction? And I was like, absolutely. Of course. I'll totally help you guys. So it's funny because that, you know, I wound up having like, it started with me running at midnight, then it's like two other people running at midnight, then they're eating healthier. And I felt so fulfilled watching them do that, that I'm like, I need to do this for a living. So at night, I started, you know, studying for my, uh, to get my certification to be a personal trainer. I'm like, I might as well do it while I'm here, get the the certification. And then one day I walked in and I quit. Um, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work anymore. And I I tell people that I quit. I don't want people to think that I just quit. I was very smart about it. And I told this in another podcast the other day, I saved up like four or five months of rent. Because what I wanted to make sure is that when I left, that I was able to feel comfortable and creative and not be so stressed. Like, oh my God, I can't make rent. I got to start doing all this other stuff. That's not really what I was like fulfilling me. So I did that, made sure I had enough money in the bank to just kind of do whatever. And I started uh, my own gym actually. (laughs) So I actually owned my own gym. Uh, that started off in a gymnastics gym. I was teaching the kids a little bit on the side and then the parents wanted help. So it turned into a big community. And then all of a sudden, boom, here I am. I think I was like 20, 
five or something. And I just like own a gym and I have no business. I don't know anything about business. I know nothing. I'm just like, I can do it. Whatever. I got this facility. I'm just going to set it up. I remember like drilling stuff into the walls, going to Home Depot. I'm like, I can build a rig. I got this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the funniest things. Um, getting that all set up. So I actually own a gym called AG Athletics. It's in Creston, Rhode Island. Um, so I owned it for like, I think it was like two or so years. Of course, I thought it was going to be like, I don't know if any of you guys have uh, owned gyms, but it's like, if you think it's like, you think it's like this amazing, you're going to be seeing the people all the time. But it's more like you're going to be the janitor, the accountant, you're going to work on the staff, you're going to have to keep happy the whole time. So people can see that, you know, you're helping them and you're not stressed out. Meanwhile, you're like super stressed out. The landlord's like an asshole. It's like all the stuff that like, no one ever tells you that's going to happen. Um, so, but I did love owning the gym. I just want people to know that it's not what you think it might've been. Cause that was my dream. Like my vision board was like, I'm going to be owner, a gym owner. That was it. Like, that was my end. Like stop there, be a gym owner. So did that. And then during that time, it also been, uh, I competed on American Enjoy like twice in that time. Um, and then there was one time where I competed which I did really well with season 10, crushing it. Like literally came there, crushing the course, felt amazing. I had my, my gym behind me. Yeah, and like, this is gonna be great. And I get to the, one of the, almost the last obstacle in the uh, competition and I tear my ACL, like the uh, other one, not the left one, the hey, right one. I was one. gonna ask, right? <laughs> Blew it out. I'm like, great. I'm like, I'm, here I am, super strong. I trained super hard. I did everything I could. I did lateral training, you know, very smart about how I trained this time, felt strong as ever, but for some reason landed a little funny off this, you know, the dismount and just collapsed on, on TV, like in front of everybody just done. So I'm like, Oh my God, now I got to go back to my gym and tell them all that I was crushing it, but now I'm, I can't walk and I'm going to have to get surgery and all, you know, all this, you know, all this whole thing. So my life kind of flashed before my eyes. I came home, I was really upset. And at the time too, there had been, I've been working with women's health a little bit here and there. I'd been on their cover for this fitness star thing in 2017. Um, I've been itching to get to the city. I really enjoyed my adventures there, but since I owned the gym, I felt like I was tied down there. I'm like, I'm not, I can't leave. I own a gym. What are you going to do? You can't travel. You, you own a gym. So I, um, once I tore my ACL, I realized that, you know, forget how old I was, but I'm like, I, I mean, I'm young, right? I could always open a gym again. I was like, I need to adventure. I need to get this leg better, come back as strong as possible. And I'm like, and I need to move to the city. Like that's where, if you want to learn about fitness and be with the best of the best, really New York city is the place to be, to really learn. Like, that's why I came here. I, I literally dropped everything, shut down the gym, <laughs> crazy, shut down the gym. Um, that time I really didn't have any money saved up. Cause I mean, you don't really make money on the gym. So it's like, I shut everything down, sold the equipment moved to my dad's house in New Jersey, stayed there for free and, um, was sleeping on couches in New York city for like at least a year before I got this apartment that you see all the time in the videos. Um, so sleeping on lots of couches. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there for me getting into the industry. It's so interesting. Like you guys are like, Oh, she's like such a big fitness industry, whatever, which if you think about it a year ago, um, I was in Rhode Island basically. So it's like, it really all evolved very quickly within the year. And I think it was just because I came in with such an open mind. I came in like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to meet the best people. I'm going to really absorb. I didn't come in like, I'm hot shit. Like I got this, whatever. No, I come in like, I knew nothing. In my head, I'm like, I know nothing. I'm going to learn. I'm going to really see what I want to get myself into. Um, and then during that time while I was in your city, I went back to season 11 for Ninja Warrior, crushed the course, like came back and just like blew it away. Like took my brace, ripped it off before I went up there. 
um, was able to get into finals again. I mean, it was just such a moment. Um, and it's like at that moment, it's so interesting when I tore my ACL, you know, a ninja, I, I thought my life was over and I didn't understand it. But when I had that moment where I was watching people watch me and saying, you know what, because of you, I didn't give up. Because of you, I took a chance on myself and I went and did this. You know, that's when I was like, I get what my purpose is and it's okay. So it's so interesting because I feel like now my perspective is so different in the world. Even with this stuff happening right now, I really think, really believe that everything happens for a reason. It's really a perspective shift on what you can do. Um, and I know for me, I just want to impact as many freaking people as I possibly can and give them hope. Give them hope now. Give them hope when they were injured or when you were sick, saying that you can come back. So that's kind of like my story. So I've kind of been doing, I did a lot of everything. Um, and now, you know, my main thing is online. I train a few people in person, but not a lot, but I really am just an online person. And I really just do a lot of, um, I guess it's so interesting. Like some people are like, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I do fitness videos for people and stuff. I don't know, (laughs) but it's definitely the life, the life that I always wanted to live. And I knew that I had in me. And, you know, I always wrote in my, I write in my journal every single day, like I'm enough and I'm going to make it. I don't really know what making it means. I don't know if you ever like make it. Um, but I feel like by so far, I feel like I've made it in the sense that I've able to help way more people, um, than I was. I mean, obviously in my gym, I helped that small group. Now I've been helping people from all over. And I think that's why I've been doing really good and thriving online. Cause I really do want to help people. And that's really what I care about. The money's the money. The, I, yeah. I've been broke. It's fine. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter if I can help people. That's what matters. Do do you feel like your gymnastics background gives you a little bit of a competitive edge just because so many people now are stuck at home. They got no gear. And so you can, you can dive so much more deeply into just body weight movement. Absolutely. I mean, before my training, I mean, yeah, I was in the gym, but I really didn't use the weights. (laughs) I mean, I really used my body before I really used my body for everything. And the weights were kind of there for me for my accessory work. Right. Like, you know, to make sure I keep my legs strong doing like, you know, deadlifts and stuff like that. So for a lot of people who are really dependent on the kettlebells and the barbells and stuff like that, I feel for them because I really didn't have a hard time transitioning to work out by myself. Cause I, I kind of had ways to learn how gymnastics wise, we never used any really equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you do a lot of, uh, well, I, I've seen on your, your social media, you're kind of like the, the pull-up expert. So yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, how does that work in a, in an online capacity? I mean, do, do your clients like have to, like, is there like a, a an Angela bar that they get to purchase and then like hang <laughs> in their door? Like how, how do you set that up and how do you get people to their first pull-up? Cause I get yeah. asked that all the time. Yeah. I mean, eventually, uh, eventually we're going to have like all that stuff, but I started off small because I mean, again, I know I owned a gym. I'm like, and I'm not going to go all in. I'm going to like be smart about how I'm doing this. Um, but, uh, yeah, with the program, it's really cool. It's, I'm pretty sure I keep Googling it. I'm pretty sure it's one of the first interactive pull-up programs online. And there's not really much like it. There's mostly programs where people give you an ebook and they tell you to go have fun. And like, I didn't really want that because just like nutrition pull-ups are very, everyone's different. You come in at different levels. You got to have somebody who uh, is going to be able to tweak you and stuff like that. So, so my program, um, so how I started actually doing the program, I don't know if you know Liz Plosser, but she's the editor of women's health, but she had, I started training her uh, maybe like a year or so, a year or two ago. And she's like, I want to get a pull up. And she had no pull up. It was like just flopping around the bar. And she's like, I need to get it in like 13 days. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, I, you can totally get it. I'm like, but you need to work. Like you can't just come in here with me twice a week and expect to get it. You need to be working every day and I'll give you what to do. And if you do it, I promise you'll get it in 13 days. So she did all of it. Got it. 
got her, uh, her, her one pull up in, in 13 days. And after seeing the confidence and the excitement of from getting it, I was like, Ooh, this is it. This is my niche. This is what I love to do. I know how to get people pull ups. I love it. It's such a great movement. It's going to help people get confident. It's going to be great. So the program that I wrote out is very smart. Um, it's, you start with the whole foundational week. Let's check your shoulder mobility, stuff like that. You're actually the whole first week. You're really not doing pull-ups. You're all doing mobility, stability drills and stuff like that. And then it progresses as we go. But what's different about my program is that it's 30 days and I'm with you the whole 30 days. I only take 30 people at a time. I literally, am, like I just before this, I was on there chatting with everybody. How you doing? What's going on? Show me your video of your pull-up. What can we do to tweak to add this to give you stuff? And then we do calls every single week. So they're really getting, I like, I don't like to call it a program anymore. I like to call it coaching. It's like 30 days of coaching with me and straight up. If you do what you're supposed to be doing, most people will get the pull up in 30 days or less. A lot of people get it in like maybe 14. Um, but everybody's different. So I never like guarantee that that's going to happen, but some people will continue on it. They continued on to the next group. They got it. Um, mm-hmm. so you can continue on after. So yeah, interactive pull up programs. Interesting. You have to be hands-on. They send me videos. Again, we do weekly calls where I talk to each of them individually to check in, how are you doing? What can we help with? Maybe this is very common. You've probably seen all the time. People are pulling more with the left side than the right side. All right, what can we do to fix that? Um, or people are stuck at certain points. We identify. A lot of people like don't break down the pull-up as much as I do. I break it down into little pieces and identify where you're weakest. And then we work on that weak part to get you better. I love that um, approach. That's brilliant. Yeah, I just, I just, and it's really smart. They learn why they're doing what they're doing. So when they do leave the 30 days, they can either continue on and do advanced or, you know, they have the knowledge. I get why I just did what I did. I didn't just like, again, it wasn't like, here's an ebook, go do this. Yeah. Let me explain to you every second why you're doing mobility drills, why you're doing stability drills, um, why your body needs to move this way, why we need to get your certain range overhead style to actually get a pull up. Mm-hmm. If your range is here, it's going to be hard. Um, so I really break it down for them. So yeah, obviously you can tell I'm obsessed with it. I just, yeah, I love it. And, and I'm here, you, you really like invest in the people who buy the program. Cause uh, with an ebook, it's like, well, here's your ebook. And then I've done my part. I spent my hour or so writing it and you pay me the money and we're done. Like that's it. But you're like, you're talking to these people and you're giving them specific individual coaching. And so their, their buy-in is going to be more intense, which means they're going to do the work, which means they're going to see the results and that gets you excited. So it's kind of a, a feedback chamber of like, positive influence. Do you have any plans to break into other movements that people find challenging? For instance, handstand pushups. Yes. You know, I was thinking about that. I might advance like slowly into something like that. It might not be, I'm not like the biggest fan of handstand pushups. It's just like, they're okay. Like whatever. Like, (laughs) I mean, I feel like people just want to get a handstand. So maybe eventually I'll have more programs like that. For now, I'm going to like stick with with my niche with the pull-ups. And then um, I actually like next week, later in the week, I have a core program coming out. Sorry, I missed you. There we go. Uh, core program coming out because what I'm seeing so much of uh, right now is that, okay, great. All the fancy, cool core shit. I get it, whatever. But let's like actually work your core. Like let's learn how to u- really use it. So um, right now I'm running a program to teach people how to actually build a strong foundation, which is part of my pull-up program anyway. So it's like the first week is kind of be very similar. Um, but uh, that's my next thing I'm going to break up into because people are having back issues. Um, they don't realize that your core is associated with every movement that you do. So if you're able to, you know, work with it in the right way, like again, doing the boring stuff or whatever, you got to do like those dead bugs and stuff like that. If you learn how to do those really well, your squats are going to be better. Your lunges will be better. Your pull-ups will be better. Everything will be better. You won't have back pain. Your hips will be popping and cracking everywhere. 
Um, so that's my next thing that I'm getting into is the core. Um, and I do have like a 90 day program now, but I'm probably going to discontinue that. Cause I just want to really stay invested with my people that I have coming in. Um, and the pull-ups is just like the pull-ups and the core thing will probably be what I stick to for now. I love that. Can I ask you, we always try to take experts in the industry and get business advice from people. Yeah. Um, so in terms of your program, people want money back guarantees and things like that. If someone hypothetically breaks their nose on the first day of your pull-up program, do you refund their money? Because I think that you had a similar experience with your Ninja Warrior training, didn't you? You have an oh, awful- oh, I broke my nose, yeah. I broke my nose like the first day of training. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't break their nose. I- that was a salmon ladder. Um, we're not teaching them salmon ladder, thank God. I mean, I really haven't had to have any issues with money back guarantees or anything like that. I don't do that because my program's so different where like not anybody can just be in it. Um, they have to apply to it. So I go through hundreds of applications. I went through like 400 applications last week, which is crazy. And I only picked 30. Um, so I'm actually hand selecting you guys to be the people to be my program. Cause I actually, if I'm going to dedicate myself to you, you got to dedicate yourself to me. And the application really shows that. And most of the time you're getting people who aren't going to be doing stuff. Like, you know, if you're really handpicking these people, they're not going to be um, coming after you for that kind of stuff. So what, what kind of background check do you do on people? Like, do you, do you go to their Instagram and see like, yeah, they actually work out or like, like, what um, do you- I don't really like, I don't go, I don't really search too much their Instagram. A lot of their Instagrams are private. I do with the application process. Very interesting. Um, I message them all back personally. And I also send them video messages directly to their Instagram, welcoming them to the program um, and going through their goals. Uh, so that's, I feel like is a little bit different than most people do. Um, they also, a lot of people will get that personal touch right there. They're like, Oh, she gives a shit about me. She like knows who I am. Um, background check. So it's funny, a couple of people that I rejected, like their application was just a bunch of shit. Like <laughs> if you're, if you're not filling out the application and telling me what your fitness goals are and you're like, I don't know, da, 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 you're not it. You're not coming in here. Like, Why'd you, why'd you write your application? Yeah, you can't fill out a piece of paper. You can't finish a program. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, I normally message them back very nicely. I'm like, can't accept you at this time. If you would like to be back in, you need to give me more details on what you're, cause I'm like, I can't help you if you're not going to help me and give me what you're, you're trying to work on. I can't help you. Um, so I've become very selective in that point with, with stuff like that. So yeah, no, I guess that's exactly what I, I look at their, uh, their goals. There's some people I get so obsessed with right away. Like, I love people who are like, I want to get stronger. And that's the thing about the program. We don't do anything with weight. Like, I never will weigh you ever. Um, you'll do pictures. You'll do strength testing. And you'll do um, measurements. Um, so people come in and they're like, I want to lose weight. And that's really all they're really talking about. And I make sure they know that this is a pull-up program. We're going to work on getting strong. And you're going to lean out because of that. But that's not the whole point of right, this program. Right. So, like so that was a great answer. My my joke, by the way, was completely lame. I just wanted you to bring out how you bring up how you yeah. broke your nose on your, on your thing. Cause I got to tell you, I, I know I was, I was trying to work it in. Cause I watched that video probably 500 times. <laughs> I, I, I find shit like that funny, but it's because I would do it. So why did you go back? Like you're, you're there on the salmon ladder. You can find this on, on Angela's Instagram and this bar falls on your face. What made you keep showing up? It's so interesting because I got, so when I first got on the show, this is like season seven. I actually really didn't even know what Ninja Warrior was. Someone told me to apply to it and I just did. I'm like, okay, I'll apply to it. Never thought I would actually get on the show until they called me like two weeks before. They're like, you're competing in two weeks. And I'm like, cool. I haven't trained for this at all. So 
uh, I had to kind of like find where to train and I was in Rhode Island. That was actually in the woods in somebody's backyard, deep in the woods. And I was there with a bunch of guys, um, by myself, didn't know anybody. And I guess what kept me going, first of all, was like, I'm like, I want to show them how strong I really am. Like I just dropped this bar on my face. I'm going to show them and I'm not going to give up, but it was hilarious. Cause my nose was so swollen. I was like, I was like, I gotta get back up it again. So I wound up getting back up it um, after that whole situation happened. But I think it was me being like, you know what? No, I'm not gonna like let this bump on my nose stop me from being or help make me be scared of this. Like I'm gonna, gonna shut my eyes and I'm gonna go back up the ladder and make sure it doesn't drop on my face again. Well, I love, I love. One of the reasons I want to talk about that is you seem to have a lot of tenacity. Like you, you blew your ACL twice um you you broke your nose i too when i came out of wrestling the university i felt lost i didn't know what to do with my life there was nothing it's almost like your whole life's predicated on a scoreboard and it's very easy to know what you're supposed to do and then all of a sudden you're completely on your own and you've got nothing and you got the whole world ahead of you and you have decisions to make um And especially if that was your dream, like I wasn't good enough of a wrestler to make the Olympics. I was close, but there was no other avenue for it. So it seems to me you're really tenacious in terms of your um, ability to persevere. Is that something that was innate? Like, has that always been your MO or is that something you learned through sport? I think, I don't know. I think I've always basically been like that, but I think it was my coaches. I mean, you, if you're wrestling, then you had wrestling gymnastics, very similar. Um, my coaches were like ruthless and they like, wouldn't let you give up, you know? And they had, yeah, it was rough when some of the times they'd be yelling at you, but you knew it was because they knew they, they believed in you. And I think having that growing up, I had a coach Miguel who was like my favorite. I remember during the time for gymnastics, uh, went before I got into college and my parents were going through like a nasty divorce um, and I was just super out of it. Like I was having a really hard time, whatever. My coach would sit with me, look at my eye. He'd be like, it's you and me, you in the gym right now, nothing else. You're going to keep going. I'm like, okay. And it just, he just forced me to keep going. And I feel like that drive he gave me and that, it, like, that has kept me going, um, no matter what. And also like the, the vision of like, you, you really do only live once. Right. So it's like, what, what do you got to lose anymore? Like, I think once I realized you really have nothing to lose if you don't just like keep going and push for whatever you want and ask for what you want and put it out in the universe type of thing. Did you just quote Drake on the podcast? Did I? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know. Listen, do you know, do you know he invented YOLO? Did you know did this? He? That's, did, well, you can credit that. that to Drake. Yeah. So that, that Thanks. makes me real excited that you're mentioning and another Canadian, one of our favorite, favorite Canadians, that, that tenacity has that helped you during COVID? Cause one of the things that we've experienced during the podcast is people that have been through some shit, like their parents going through a nasty divorce, blowing their ACL, uh, getting called Mangela as a kid, which it, it sounds kind of funny now, but it's not funny when you're eight years old or nine years old, um, stuff helping you deal with the situation now because I'm seeing some people who I thought were strong crumble and like be panicked and, and just anxiety ridden, but you seem fine. Yeah. I mean, people definitely are panicking and I'm seeing a lot and I'm very surprised with some people that I'm seeing, which is why I try and reach out also and help them from like, I'm like, you got this, you can keep going. But what can you do? You got to shift a lot of things around, but yeah, no, I definitely think that tenacity has kept, has kept me going for sure. 
Um, again, I was already really big going for the online space, just going all in. And then I kind of went, you know, I, I sometimes I call myself relentless. I'm, I went relentless when I, when this happened, I'm like, what can I do? How can I make a bigger impact? And again, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, let me make a ton of money, which is great. That's great when that comes, but it's like, no, let, how can I make the biggest impact right now? Because the world needs us, especially fitness people. The world needs us right now more than ever, because we right now, all three of us, we're in a fitness bubble. Okay. And it's the people outside of that bubble, our little bubble that really need help to get through stuff like this. And we really need to be those, their rock. You know, we need to be there for them to help them through this. That was great, by the way. That, that, that's going to be like our soundbite yeah. for this uh, episode. So thank you for that. <laughs> do you uh, do you think this is going to change the way people look at fitness? Because I'm just I'm just watching your content, and I'll tell you very honestly, my view of you before it was the pull up queen. Like this girl's doing pull ups in the gym, and that's what she does. And okay, this is cool. That's about it. I'm starting to see though with COVID a real depth training. And so I'm seeing you do all kinds of stuff that I haven't seen you do before. And I think it's opening up new avenues for people. Like you're doing head bugs on the ground, you're doing push-ups, you're doing mountain climbers, you're doing all these things. Uh, do you think you're going to change the way people look at fitness at home? Oh yeah, definitely. I think now from now on, people are going to, after this whole situation, they're going to realize that they can work out at home. They really have no excuse. Because what's going to happen after this whole, I mean, it's going to be a while, so this is over. But when this is over, um, people are going to realize that they can make time for fitness anywhere for 30 minutes, right? All these workouts I'm doing on women's health are 30 minutes, and I'm literally dying by the end of them. So a lot of people are like, it's, I don't have enough time. They're running here and there. They're running around the city. So I definitely think it's going to make them realize that fitness is way more accessible. And also like their favorite trainers or somebody you connect with doesn't necessarily need to be in person. They can do it online. Um, which I thought was really cool too. I mean, I started training, I personally trained a few people on my, um, my, on FaceTime and stuff like that. I actually still felt that connection. It wasn't in person, but I still was able to get a great workout with them. So I think that them knowing that they have the accessibility to do it in the comfort of their own home and to do it quickly and that they can literally use what you use towels hanging from your door. You can use a book, I use a book today. Um, really opening their eyes to the different things you can do to stay healthy. Because after this situation, I mean, the whole big thing with COVID is if you were healthy, you're pretty much good for the most part, right? So it's like everyone really needs to change their perspective and put their health first before anything, before their jobs, before their whatever. You need to be healthy. And this is showing that you can do that. It's possible for everybody. Yeah, this, this actually opened my eyes to how well the online training can work when you're actually like Zooming with somebody because I've done distance training in the past. I've worked with coaches that would send me a program and I would videotape a lift or a movement that I was doing and send it to them and they'd send notes back. And like, I got, I got super fit doing that stuff. But this, like sitting down in front of a computer and actually being able to watch people move is surprisingly effective. And I think when more and more people are going to try it now, and they're going to realize exactly what you said. It's super convenient. The connection is real. I think uh, my wife, I don't know if I told you this, Bobby, but she was doing a, a DVD, like a yoga DVD that she had from years ago. And she was like, you know, it's nice because I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm following along on screen, but it sucks because I can't ask a question. And now like you totally can. So I think that's, it's a, a really good perspective to have. And I do think you nailed it. I think the world is different now. And I think people are going to be looking for something different. And I'll say from, from what Bobby said earlier, when I look at your feed, um, uh, I, I really liked the fact that it was just like, uh, uh, how, do I how do I describe this? I'm trying to find the words. 
if I were just watching you doing your workouts that you're doing for your Instagram, it looks like what you said earlier, this is just what you would be doing anyway. Like you're just a fitness person who loves movement and you're not going to be limited by the space you're in. You're not going to be limited by the equipment you have. Like you're going to find a way. So I thought that was super inspirational. So Oh, great. Oh, I'm so happy. That's going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I am keep going. I'm, it's funny because if anything, I'm working more than I was before, like crazy amount. I'm working so much and I'm working out more than I was before because again, trying to keep up with these workouts, but yeah. And I really want people to also with my feed, I want them to be educational. Cause again, there's just a lot, there's a lot of shit out there. You can all, both of us all say that, um, there's just a lot of stuff out there and I just want people to understand, uh, what they can do. Um, their options, how they can modify things, kind of educate them. I think that's really helpful for people instead of, again, there's some crazy stuff I'm seeing people do. You know, I'm very simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like a lot of what you do too, because like when, when you throw push-ups in a workout, it's not push-ups for push-ups sake. It has a, there, there's a thing that I, I'm in love with gymnastics. I, I did a, the CrossFit gymnastics course that opened my eyes to that whole world. I've got a background as a martial artist. So a lot of just body weight stuff there as well. Um, and even now my, my four and a half year old daughter goes to gymnastics class and I like, I watch and I like, listen, I'm like, what are the cues they're using? How do they teach these kids? I'm obsessed with this stuff. Uh, but I like the idea that a push up leads to something like the push up is a prerequisite for something else. And so every time like somebody gets good at one of those basic movements, there's a whole new world of stuff that opens up to them. And then the next thing you know, they're on American Ninja Warrior which is <laughs> amazing. Exactly. No, it's true. And I, uh, you know, I try and show that to I like you can all, everyone can start somewhere. Cause I think some people were getting also intimidated by some of the fitness people. There's a lot of great fitness people out there, but people can be very intimidated by that and think that they're never going to be able to make it to that point. Yeah, so yeah. it can be that middle ground to say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. I did this really cool, crazy thing, but guess what I had to do in order to do that. I had to get my push up first. I had to do this. Like, this is what you can do to build up too. You can get there. Um, and I try and encourage them. And that's, it's really helped a lot of people because they've been messaging me being like, you know what, because of you, like I started working out because of you, I feel good. And I feel like I can maybe get stronger. I'm like, absolutely. There's no limit. Like you can totally get stronger. I love that you do martial arts too. My best friends are martial artists. And I am so mad that my, like, I never actually got into it as much because <laughs> it's like such a fascinating sport. I love it. Well, and there's, there's so much cool crossover because my experience with it has been like unlocking people's potential and making them, uh, again, what you just said, they realize what, what else they could do. They weren't this tiny little thing that was limited by their own beliefs. Like they, they, they learn like, okay, I can break a board. Like, whoa, I can break a board. Like I can do something. I didn't know I had power in me. And then, then like now they get eager and then they're out there like really pushing the boundaries on stuff. And it's, it's, uh, I, I, you can tell I get excited about this stuff too. So <laughs> yeah. And that's how, you know, that's how, you know, that's what we're doing, what we love. And you know, my, my main, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like my message to people is always strong, feels good. I want people to realize that because so many people are coming to me. I want to be skinny. I want to do this. And I'm like, stop. I'm like, just stop. I'm like, that's all going to come, but you got, let's focus on getting strong. Once you get strong, you can do some really cool shit. You're going to look really good. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome. We're going to like get this all together. So I like to stick to always tell them like strong feels good. And people always say to me, they're like, they're like, yep, strong did feel good. And I look good. I'm like, yeah, you do. You look good. And you can do some awesome shit now. <laughs> so tell us what's next for you. Cause you've done a lot of incredible things. What is on your radar for the next year? Oh, it's so tough. I mean, I obviously write out, I don't know you guys probably do this too, write out like my 30, 90 plan. Things are a little shifted now. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, do I go back and like change them around a little bit? Um, cause I originally right now was supposed to be in London and Switzerland traveling around. I was doing all these uh, fitness things. Um, 
So I was originally going to be doing that. So I don't know for what's next for me. I know that I want this program to be really, really solid. It's to be like my, my, my main program that people go to, but I want to be a, you know, fitness personality on TV and be that voice for people, an authentic voice to show people and help people, uh, how they can get fit and, you know, make themselves feel strong. So I'm hoping to do more stuff on video and stuff like that. Um, which again, I was supposed to be doing in London and stuff. So that's going to eventually happen. Um, so I'm probably going to travel the world a lot, do a lot of that stuff after this, uh, get really strong, keep adventuring. I love going to like cool ninja gyms that open up in all the places. Um, but right now, yeah, it's just program all in. And then just, I want to get my name, my face out there. So funny. I was telling, do you guys know, uh, coach Brian Nunes, Nunez, I always say his last name wrong. Yeah. He's, he's my favorite person ever. I went to his retreat before all this happened. And I remember like one of the things I wrote down is like, I want to feel relevant, like in the industry. And he looked at me and he's like, you're already relevant. <laughs> he's like, you're already relevant. I'm like, I want to be relevant where people are like, like we're well, we're well respected. And where again, people from all over the world are going to be like, all right, like she's on video right now or on TV, but we really like believe in what she's saying. So we know she knows what she's talking about. She cares about us and stuff like that. So I just want to keep spreading my message and stuff like that. Any plans to do any online ninja training? I don't know. I, I don't know. I train, I train a few of the ninjas hush hush on the side um, because they were just getting injured all the time. And I'm like, let me just write programs for you. Uh, I put it, I put it in my app for them. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'll do ninja training per se. I think I'm just going to stick to the pull-ups and stuff like that. And then uh, I feel ninja. like, I feel like the ninja training could have some liability in somebody's living room. Like, okay, now I need you to leap from the couch That's over the chair. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we have, I mean, I literally have them like I have PVC pipes and stuff. Like I'd be like, all right, get a PVC pipe from Home Depot. You're like, you're going to walk on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe, this is where she needs the money back guarantee for the broken nose. If you're going to do yeah, new training. Uh, funny enough. Um, f- funny enough, Angela, my kid took me to, I took him to one of those jumpy parks, like the trampoline American Ninja Warrior parks. Yeah, yeah. And me and my 11-year-old have a Ninja Warrior race. Now, keep in mind, I fought in the U.S. deadlift sometimes, like an overhead squat, 380 professional athlete. I think I'm good at stuff. Got, and I was painfully slow. I, seriously injured myself on numerous occasions my little dude looked at me and he goes dad i i thought you were really fit but i guess i was wrong like, oh my god this is insane like why is this so difficult do you think that 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 style of fitness is underrated because like it's it's literally one of the hardest things a human can do it's really humbling you were you a natural at it? I mean, apart from breaking your nose or, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's so much gymnastics harder. help or, or is it, it's, it's, it's so much harder yeah, than like, it is. I think because people make it look so easy. Like you'll watch the really good people on Ninja Warrior and they're just kind of like climbing through stuff like nothing. And it's not, it's not like that at all. It's like, it's definitely a lot of work and it's a lot of <laughs> muscles that you don't use, like smaller muscle groups that you don't use when you do do like lifting and stuff like that like just grabbing a lot of grip strength man like oof like to get your grip strength is is really really hard and it's so funny because some of these people too they like they're they're not uh, they're rock climbers they look like they don't have any muscle on them yeah. they're the strongest people you ever meet in your life yeah i think bobby's at a disadvantage here because he's so, uh, on that know, note 170 pounds <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I was I was going to ask, are big people excluded from this? Because at 260 pounds, it's really hard to move your body like a gymnast. Like I doubt in in college, there were many 270 pound gymnasts that were killing it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's excluded from it because it's also a TV show. So like they want all sorts of people on it. They want all levels. They want people who will have no chance. They want people who are going to crush it. They want people in between. Um, so they're really just going to pick like personality wise. And what's really funny is before uh, this happened, so Ninja Warrior is postponed right now. Obviously, most shows are postponed. It's, my friend was supposed to be competing um, like two weeks ago. They like, canceled obviously everything. Um, I don't think I was actually going to get a call back this year. <laughs> even though I did so well last year. So it's actually really interesting. So I was actually pretty bummed out about it. Um, but then I also realized that, you know, I already made a really big impact and uh, my friends are in the sport. So I would just have been there testing and being on their sideline and pushing them through. So it was kind of like a nice, but also I'm like, maybe the universe, like, yo, the world was going to basically end for like the rest of the year. So we didn't put you in this this year. <laughs> You're good. All right. Random, random question time. Um, Felix dealing with all this my cat she's right here she's sleeping <laughs> yeah how's Felix dealing with all this if anything I was joking around with my uh so my, my mom actually drove to New York today to drop off some stuff for me all masked up I couldn't like see her but she whatever and I was actually joking with my mom today I'm like Felix is gonna live so much longer now because I normally am traveling so much so uh, and she needs medicine morning and night and I'm feeding her so much more giving her so much more attention. I'm like, this cat is going to be like, live forever now. <laughs> My boo. <laughs> and Felix used to, Felix used to walk you home from school every day. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. She's a cool cat. She used to, so we had the bus stop thing. Right. So it's like my, I was, my bus stop was down the hill and my, my house was on top of the hill. Um, so she would meet me at the bus stop. We'd walk up to the house together hang out. I'd feed her. I mean, she was a stray cat. So my parents, like we wasn't technically, she wasn't my cat. Technically. She was just like outdoor cat that would like hang out with us. Um, named her Felix. Didn't know that she was, uh, that he, it was, it, was, it wasn't a he <laughs> because there was one night she came in and she dropped three babies in my garage and my parents wanted to kill me. And I'm like, we're still keeping her name though. And then we're also going to keep her. <laughs> That's that's so funny. What do you have against blueberries? I the texture. I just can't. I don't know. That and bananas. I mean, I will eat them like if I have to, like I'll I'll make it happen. Or if they're frozen and I put them in my shake, the taste is fine. But I'm very weird with texture. And for some reason, bananas and blueberries texture just not they just don't they don't do it for me. <laughs> and and I'm assuming you come from an Italian family, correct? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so so similar to me, when I when I went to fight in the UFC, my my Nona, she dressed in black, she got out her rosary, told me I was going to purgatory for a thousand years, that I was an animal and all this stuff. Um, you had mentioned earlier, and I was laughing that your Italian family didn't exactly accept your career choice at the start. Do they accept it now? And are they proud? Yes. Uh, they didn't accept it at first, obviously, especially the first day I went into a fitness competition and I invited them and they basically just saw my ass on stage and they're like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? And I was like, no, I promise there's more. There's a, there's a routine. I promise. It's not just my ass. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, I think when my parents really, really realized that, you know what, she's going to be fine. She's going to make it. This is where she belongs is when I got um, on the cover for women's health for that next fitness star situation. 
because they like took us all around the world. She's like, wow, she's like, my little girl made it to the cover and like she's doing something with this. Um, so I think she realized there, she still gets worried now. She's always like, are you okay? Are you making enough money? And I'm like, mom, I'm probably making more money than you. She's a teacher. I'm like, I'm definitely making more money than you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just different because, you know, our Italian families grew up so in such a different generation where it's like, you know, you become a teacher, you get that nine to five job or whatever. And that was your security. And it's like, nowadays, I feel like if anything, like it's better to be on your own if you could really go for it with, you know, the way things are now. Yeah, I love hearing that they came around because like I said, my Italian grandmother was ready to murder me. When I, you know, grandma, I'm quitting being a police officer. I'm going to go fight in the UFC. I'm going to work out in the gym. And it was like, oh man, she, she immediately got on her rosary and started talking to Mary about what a bad child I was and where she, where she went wrong raising me, you know, you know how it goes. So to hear that they've, they've come around. Yeah, definitely have come around now, especially now. Cause now they're like, oh my gosh, she's everywhere. My little girl. And now she's then now she's like she thinks I'm famous. I'm like mom, I'm not famous. Um, but she's like you're famous. She's like and the cat's famous. I see the cat on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like okay, mom. <laughs> hey Angela, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate you. Yeah, and Angela, yeah, where, where, where can people find you? Where can they learn more? Uh, yeah, I mean you can go on my Instagram, Angela underscore Gargano. Um, and you can also go to my website. It's the same thing, www.angela-gargano.com. And my programs are on there. Um, feel free, my DMs are always open. You can always ask me about anything. Um, I, this was a pleasure for me. I really enjoy talking about, especially like the business and like what you guys are going through and stuff like that. Cause again, it's one fight, we're in this together. And I'm just really believe that everybody in this fitness industry in this space can succeed and do really well if we just come together. Um, and I think it's really important. I think Brian actually just posted a thing I posted the other day. It was about just like collaborating, you know, like, don't worry, look at like anybody right now in your life is even fitness wise. If you, if you guys are in the fitness industry as a competition, you got to look at it as a collaboration. We all have one fight and it's all to get everybody to, you know, be better. And, uh, it doesn't matter who they go to as long as they achieve that goal. I love that. I love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. It's been wonderful. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.